It's not the same, won't be the same again It's not the same, won't be the same again Sorry, I'm angry today. It's fine. Okay, go. All right, I wish we had a drum roll. Anyone? Does easy want to sing a song? No. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Rock your body. Hey, everyone. Yeah, yeah. It's Sibling Grievery, everyone. It's Sibling Grievery. Welcome to Sibling Grievery. You wouldn't know this, I'm but today's um, topic is anger. Although, since we just tried to restart our... our um, our introduction like 12 times. I think I'm coming That's in a little John, angry. everyone. That was That's me, John. everyone. Coming in hot. Sorry. I just, I've had a day. Uh, Let's say our names again since we didn't do it the 15th time. Hi, everybody. I'm John. Hi, everyone. I'm Aziza. Hi, I'm Tasha. Welcome to Sibling Grievery, episode... Three. Three. Yeah. Three. Episode, episode three. three. Yeah, we're up and running. Uh, thanks for listening. Sorry, this is everyone. A podcast I'm a little about sick. Yeah, you're a little sick. I, I partied like it was 1999 in New York City last weekend. Yeah, you were uh, last week. You were talking about how you you know you knew it was going to make you think of Gabriel and stuff. So how how was that? That was actually well. I guess this is the degrief. This is my degrief um, yeah. because it's last week. But uh, it was hard and challenging because I did see him and feel him everywhere. But it was also kind of lovely to feel him everywhere. And it was mm -hmm. <clears throat> it was more celebratory than heartbreaking, um, which, you know, it kind of goes hand in hand. But I was able to have dinner with some of his best friends in Brooklyn at a restaurant that he would have loved. Um, it was very like very much a night that he would have loved. We had this grubby Thai food and talked about him and. And it just felt really special. I just feel sad that he wasn't there. Yeah. But, mm -hmm. <clears throat> you know, and I did feel like I, I would have these moments where I was walking around and I'm like, what is missing? Something's missing. Where am I? And then I'm like, oh, yeah, what's missing is that I'm not with him, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I think the more I go to New York, which was our happy place together and his his place and the best years, I think that we were adults together, having a best friendship, the better it will feel, the more it will feel like just happy memories and less, less sad. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. That's my yeah. debrief. Yeah, no, totally. I just want to say I, I can empathize. It's almost like you, you, there's a space where you're, you're trying to walk through the, that sadness, those memories, but then also starting to rebuild your new relationship with New York. I feel like that sometimes when I go back to Amy's neighborhood in Ferndale, you yeah. know, it's like, it, it's, it's trained, mm -hmm. obviously changed over the years, but there's that clay that you work with. Cause you don't want to always walk around the streets being like, and they would have loved, they would be there right now. They would be there, but that's a part of it. But then the more you do it, then you're crafting new memories and new things for your continued relationship with that physical space. And right. I think you're rebuilding your relationship with him. Because it's like you still have a relationship, but you're like rebuilding how that feels. And so that it's not always a feeling of loss. It's like, how can you have this new like connection with him? You know, that's I love that's that not physical. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's true. Because 
I have been feeling a little bit <clears throat> like he's further away and I did feel like he was closer, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. So I guess you're right. It is sort of a new connection, creating a new connection, which is not the same as the old connection and having him of here course. physically. But right. how was your week, people? I, uh, two things come to mind. I took my parents to see Pirates of Penzance at this mm. like community theater what? down in Orange County. <laughs> the fact that you even know it, I don't. <laughs> you know what's so funny? That was Gabriel. That was our favorite musical when I was little. Stop it. I swear. Really? I swear. We loved Linda Ronstadt in it. She was in the movie version. Uh -huh. And it was like one of our faves. That is wild that you just said that. I love That's it. so funny. Well, my How dad. Well, my dad was in it in college. <clears throat> oh. And so I thought I it he was fun. a thespian. Yeah, he had a really good voice. Oh, yeah. So he was less of an, an actor and more of a. But we we got there and he's like looking at the program and I'm like, do you remember what part you were? And he's like, I don't I don't see Emile De Beck in here. And I was like, that's South Pacific, Dad. That's the other <laughs> musical you did. Oh boy. <laughs> It was it, the the production itself was rough, but you know it takes a lot to get get a, a theater piece up, and it was great um, to see my parents really enjoy it. So that was great. Um, they're doing so great. I mean, it's just I just I feel more freedom than I have felt in a really long time. And when you know my my mom has a special ring. And when she calls me, I'm noticing that my expectation is that everything's okay which is a really mm. new feeling to not have the that ring come on and me be like, <gasps> um, and then just the other night I went to Ojai with a couple of girlfriends um, and it was so great. It was just one night away, but it felt, it felt like, you know, we were there for a week. Like, like just, just, it's just so good to sit with them and talk with them and, you know, so stupid, like just such stupid jokes, but you're like laughing so hard, like tears are rolling down your face. And, you know, then the next day I talked about Colton for a little bit and like got really teary just talking about him and, you know, feel so great to have these people that just sit there and witness it and they're not uncomfortable or they're not like trying to change a subject. And, um, so that was a really beautiful, healing, um, wonderful time. I love That's that. That's my degree. Yeah. I Tony. love that. Tony? We have, uh, I love that we have little New York City in there. We have some Ojai. We have musical theater. Gosh, yeah. you both brought some musical theater. I'm going to bring a little bit of music. Okay, so mine's kind of – all right, so buckle your seatbelt for kind of a random um, degree from me. But this is something that's been sitting on my desk for like a, a couple weeks now, so I just wanted to share it and get it out um, into our conversation um, okay, so again, I'm going to take you down like a weird, quick story rabbit hole. So I was watching morning shows recently. Did you guys know I love watching my morning shows? It's like my thing. Anyway, I, I love didn't. them so much. What kind of morning shows? Uh, the Today Show is my go-to. Mm. But, you know, all of them. I love that. I, I think that in the world of this crazy 24-hour news cycle for years and years now, and we're inundated with everything, I love a morning show because they're like, we're going to go over the important things that are happening, but also fuchsia and we're gonna make <laughs> carrot soup do you know what i mean and they're like yeah. in the next segment we're gonna like talk to like how you can like save some money like this summer by doing all these things um which is what you bring to the podcast too it is. like so that's anyway, really what guys. this is all about right anyway <laughs> during which there's also and i'm sure you both know this tons of pharmaceutical commercials and it occurred to me one day where i was like everyone in pharmaceutical commercials they all look so happy they're like dancing they're kayaking they're learning 
like choreography together and laughing and eating pasta and like throwing it at the ceiling. So it occurred to me, there's no pill for grief, right? Because grief is sort of this collection of all these different emotions and this and that and the other. Anyway, all this to say later in the day, I was doing a little organization and I came across this box of Amy's stuff. And lo and behold, I found a secret little gem unearthed from the just collection of Amy's stuff. And it's this, speaking of music, it's a, okay, for a listener who cannot see this, it is a Kids Incorporated cassette oh. tape. Oh from gosh. like the 80s, early 90s. Is that the original cast? Is Stacy aka Fergie yes. on there? We're oh, talking wow. the original cast. It even says Amy Srednicki on the side. I love that. Like Aww. one of my parents was like, don't lose this at a sleepover. And it brought such, isn't this so funny? I, D, D, S, S, yeah. Anyways, it brought so much joy to me. And it made me laugh, it made me cry, and I had my little moment. And then that day it occurred to me, I was like, this is my tiny little grief pill. Tiny little yeah. objects that you can digest for a moment or I two. Love that. Have a moment with your, you know, loved one that you lost. And I was like, all right, hey, I'm just gonna keep looking and digging through the next few years and lifetime. And yeah, tiny little grief pills. So that's I my that's it. my little um degrief for the week. So today we decided to talk about anger. It's the second uh, stage of grief in that yes. five stages of grief. And again, we don't know what we're talking about, um, but we just, <laughs> just thought gonna... we would give it a shot. <laughs> and uh, we're pulling this podcast out of our ass. <laughs> I was thinking it'd be no, funny but this I mean, entire... We're not, you know. Well, we do know what we're talking about, though, because we actually yes, we do from experience, it. but we're not like, cr you know, credited, obviously. No, <laughs> no, we're just yet. human beings. Anyway. We're, we're, we're anyway. um, experiencing these these things as we go through. I was thinking it'd be funny if just this entire podcast was just us like screaming and like throwing shit against the wall, just like this therapy <laughs> yeah. anger. People would well, be like, was, wow, that was a really interesting episode. It, you didn't say much, but we really felt. Very guttural vocally. Um, I was thinking how, you know, so we talked about denial. And if denial is sort of like trying not to feel anything or trying not to, or, you know, just avoiding kind of the intensity of this, of feelings, then it is interesting that anger would be second. That like, mm. it's it's such a productive emotion. It's just so much. It's just like, of course, this feeling starts to come in and you're so angry that it's happening. Aziz, I know you've talked about in the past, the feelings of like not being fair, um, you know, people not deserving, the, being angry at yourself for different reasons, um, at, like, possible causes, not being able to save the person. I mean, it's just so, it's just so many feelings all at once that I think that many feelings all at once, you're just enraged that as a human being, <laughs> you're having to go through this or your loved one's having to go through it or whatever. So I think we all were coming with a question for each other about that, right? Or did yeah. you want to guys say something in general about, I know, John, you've been angry today. You were talking about the timing of things making yeah. you angry. It's funny. Yeah, when I was doing some thinking about this this episode, I it, it just hit me where I was like, I feel like I'm, and this will come out with probably me answering your questions on some level, but I was like, I think I'm more in denial about my anger than I am mm -hmm. about my denial in some mm -hmm. way. Yeah, that's it's interesting. So, I don't know. It's a really hard one for me. I don't know. Yeah, and it's not a super palatable uh, emotion, uh, a 
especially as people that, you know, live as women in the world, but certainly mm. for, for anyone that considers themselves a nice person, <laughs> uh, exhibiting anger is not well received um, quite often. I don't think I've really let myself be as angry as I am. That's like, cause I, I've always tapped into anger pretty easily. Um, but I, that's the one, that's the one thing that I haven't since he died anyway. Um, or even since he was sick, it was just, it wasn't an option to feel angry because I had mm. to try to maintain the hope. So, um, yeah, I feel like anger, I almost think that I've muted it a little bit. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I relate to you, John, like, I think probably there's something bubbling up in there that I don't know. I hope it doesn't come out. Well, and I think that, time. you know, obviously these things have happened to our siblings and therefore, you know, have happened as a part of our life. So we're already going to react in a way that correlates with how we are predisposed with anger anyway. Sure. And I think for me in particular, I'm not, I don't know, I'm not like a, I, I, I think I'm pretty heady. And so when I get angry, I'm, I think I try just to like, look at it objectively or, or scream like, I'm so angry right now. This is so annoying, you know, and kind of get it out that way. Like, I'm not going to like take a knife and like, yeah, I mean, I trying to be logical about something that's not necessarily logical. There's the, there's a line in <laughs> the female odd couple, but Florence goes to throw a cup because she's so mad and then she doesn't throw it. And Olive's like, you wanted to throw the cup. Why didn't you throw the cup? And she's like, because I'd still be angry. And then also have a broken cup. <laughs> like it just feels like it won't do anything. And then you're just causing more problems. But obviously there have to be healthy ways right. to express your anger or like there right. are non-destructive ways to express your anger. Wait, I um, love that you said that so much for two reasons. One, I love that you always bring a play or a movie quote, and it's so great. You're like the dramaturg. <laughs> yes, she but is. Gonna... She's the drama bookshop of our podcast. You really are. So Samuel much. French. Thank you, Tasha Ames. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm going to also piggyback on that and nerd out and say, as you both know, I'm a huge Alanis Morissette fan. And just mm -hmm. brace yourself. This is she. She's so wildly fascinating in her like other sort of worlds of the human condition. And she does a podcast called like Conversation with Alanis. And she talks a lot about neurobiology and, and emotional intelligence mm -hmm. and all this stuff. And when we were deciding to do anger, I remember hearing her talk about anger on a podcast and I love what they were talking about. I'm kind of not going to quote it. I'm sort of, you know, breezing over it or whatever, but um, about the idea that anger has this bad reputation, but really it's a useful, great tool like within us. Yeah. And it is exactly like what you just said, Tasha, about like, but it's just how how we manage that. And mm -hmm. instead of being like, oh, it's bad to get mad and anger is bad. It's like, no, it's actually a really good, I mean, we're humans, we're gonna have all the different things. And it's just, again, it's how, so sorry, total <laughs> nerd hat today. So this no. quote from her conversation with Daniel Goldman in this podcast, they were talking about this to a degree. And he said, a sign of maturity is expanding the gap between impulse and reaction. Mm -hmm. And I think that mm -hmm. is a bit of this interesting zone that we're talking about. And, you know, mm -hmm. what the quote you just said and, and like, how do we kind of work with that? And I think that's kind of interesting. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it's so much energy that wants to come out of your body. And obviously I would mm -hmm. think not letting it come out is only going to 
hurt you in a systemic way inside well, isn't that your what body. depression ends up being right i mean some level? i don't know yeah, not I a doctor so. but <laughs> not the, speaking yeah, I mean, of there. an alanis morissette <laughs> yeah there you go the doctor. um but like screaming in the car i've done a million times i mean Same. just screaming well, it's all sort of related all the emotions are related so i don't think one like you said is screaming can be rage slash despair slash mm -hmm. terror slash mm -hmm. anguish you know it can be all of them and i think they're all kind of flowing through at the same time in different you know in different ways <clears throat> I, I i'm i'm a little bit silent because I don't know. We could potentially edit this out later, but I haven't been fully transparent yet. But now we're in episode three, which three is my favorite number. Mine, you all know oh, Aziza, me too, by the way. So I feel like in, in full transparency, I've been sitting here being like, do we want to talk about this? But like the numbness that I've been feeling is in part because I took and have taken medications since Gabriel died that has quelled a lot of anger. Um, mm which is an antidepressant. I couldn't get out of bed and I don't feel I don't feel apologetic for having taken it and I actually feel very comfortable being honest about it although there's judgment I'm sure from some people but it wasn't a choice for me I was having too much anxiety and too much sadness so um but what I was going to say is that I've noticed that my uh, my agitation has just mm -hmm. been really kind of quelled since I started taking it. So I think that's probably a good thing because I don't think anger would really serve me in this healing process. So I'm just not experiencing it as much. With that said, this idea of numbness kind of keeps coming up. And there is a part of me that wonders if it isn't time to sort of start to wean off of that. Although I, I've been living with anxiety my whole life, so I'm not really particularly fond of going back to that, but I want to feel, I don't want to feel angry, but I don't want to not feel. So it's just like mm. very fine line. Mm, that's well said. But I know, I know that medication helps with anger, you know, it just takes the edge off. Sure. Definitely. I mean, does it I, help you? Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I'm, I'm happy that it did. Does it help you? Because sometimes if you, it's not that you don't feel anything, but is there like a more manageable way that you can be it's like, I'm angry manageable. about this. Yes. It's not like you can't identify what you might be angry about. Yes. But, and it's so much healthier than me just like lashing out at my kids or being there like, course. what's wrong? Or I'm just like, you know, or like frustrated yeah. with Craig or pissed at the dog or what it's just like doesn't serve me in the grand scheme of things of like I'm actually just sad or I'm frustrated so yes it makes it more manageable so I actually think it's a gift but um when we talk about something like anger I'm like should I be feeling more angry I mean I don't know I mean I think for all of us um, it doesn't, it's very hard to talk about, but I think it would be very human for all of us to feel in some capacity and anger at the person that died for mm -hmm. whatever reason. Um, oh and, God. Mm, and it feels yeah, it gross because, because of course you're not really, you don't really blame them. You don't really, 
And yet this thing happens that then makes you go through all this stuff. So I feel like I have, I, I, I mean, yeah, it's never, mm-hmm. it's never been uh, said like that, but of course I'm, I have anger. Yes. Especially in my situation, because I'm like, why didn't you get checked out sooner? Why didn't you go? If you had symptoms, why didn't you go to the doctor? Why didn't you take better care of yourself? Why didn't mm-hmm. you quit smoking years ago? Why did you drink so much? I mean, he could have been a yogi and eaten vegan his whole life and still had stage four colon cancer. We all know stories like that. So I don't know if it serves us to go into like the what if and why, but yes, I've certainly had those thoughts because mm-hmm. I want him here with me mm-hmm. and I'm fucking mad that he's not. What, when it comes to anger, like what is the most irrational mm. thought that you've had? Oh, wow. We're going there. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm not going to tell you on this podcast. You <laughs> <We> can go last. <laughs> that one could be last if you want, but... Is there something you were angry about? Because that's what we're saying, right? Is that like, it? It as a logical person, it feels like, well, that's not going to do anything. I can't really blame that person for that or Mm -hmm. blame them for this or whatever. But, but I also think it's really healthy to at least identify that that's a feeling. I mean, my dad skips over his sadness so much of the time because it's sort of like, well, what can we do about it? And it's kind of like, well, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't take away the fact that I have the feeling or the thought. But see, I kind of get that, by the way. I do too. I do too. I'm kind of like like that. Yeah, I know. We know. I mean, I... Oh wow! I'm sorry. But like as a yeah, human being, angry right now. No, no, no! I know. Is it working? Is it working? Um, so uh, yes, I do get it too. But you're a human you're being. You're talking about anger like, towards our sibling or anger in our process. It can you, be. It, it can be anything. I think just when it comes to anger, what's the most irrational sort of thought you've had? It. I mean, you know, it's the thought when you're like, I want to jump off this bridge. Like it's like, are you actually going to jump off the bridge? No. But is it human to be like, yes? There's a part of me that's like, I want to jump mm-hmm. off this bridge. Or like, yeah, I, I mean, don't know. I've had. Just, I've had a lot of that. Um, like so it's hard to answer anger. this when you're an OCD person, though, like myself, to some degree, because you know, there's always irrational, like crazy. Th- I mean, that's like my brain. Yeah, like, yeah, me too. You me have too. to just laugh get on Zoloft, John. Zoloft is the answer. No, I'm just kidding. Um, or just like, why did you do that? Like sometimes mm-hmm. about another person, like why did you do that, or why did why just being angry about any you know you can be angry at yourself like you get in a car accident and you're like why did i turn down that street like i'm such an idiot like why did i but it's sort of like because you're just doing the you're just living your life i mean i have been very i will start i have been very irritated that i have felt like i lived in a very moral way my whole life. I was a good girl. I've been a pleaser for most of my life. I was like, I was a good daughter. I, you know, was good. I was one of those girls that like um, in school wanted wanted to make sure my teachers were happy with my work (laughs) and get good grades so I could get into a good college, which I did. And then I I did all my homework and I studied for all my tests and I have been fucking pissed that I have followed all the rules of like being a good person. Most of all, just, I think giving people a lot of empathy and kindness, some people who quite frankly didn't deserve it. Anyway, you guys get the point. I've done all that because I'm like, I'm a good person. I'm a good girl. I'm a good woman. 
And to follow all those rules and still feel like life has fucking kicked me in the ass and punished me. I don't understand that. Like I'm mad about that. Like why did my brother die when I've fucking done so many things right? And like, why, why did I have, you know, miscarriages when I wanted a baby so bad and I have so much love to give? Like, I am a kind, good person. And so that is still like manifesting, I think, a lot in me bubbling into the surface clearly because I'm obviously not numb at the moment talking about it. But like, I feel very angry about that. Like, what could I have done differently to make my chips fall differently? Is it karmic? You know, I get a lot of like, is it karmic? Did I do something wrong in a past life? Because I know I didn't do anything wrong in this life. And then I think <clears throat> continuation of that manifestation is like, if I followed all the rules, like why I might as well just not that like, fuck it. Like I'm going to go out. I mean, I already sort of did this a little bit with my vaping, but like <laughs> my vape phase, but like, I'm going to go out then and I'm going to do some really bad things maybe. Because it doesn't fucking matter anyway. If I live in a moral way, I'm still going to lose my brother. Maybe I'll go do something that is really bad that feels good. You know, maybe I won't follow the rules. But then it becomes a reexamination of like, why are you what you perceive as being good? Is it because you think it insulates you from anything bad ever happening? Or is it because that's think the kind I of thought... person you want to be? Uh -huh. I, right. I mean, I do want to be that person, but I believe since I was very little that if I was good, that I would be rewarded. Mm -hmm. And I haven't been, I mean, I guess I have been, like you said, like, I'm not like living in, you know, a war Country. Yeah, because you're healthy and your children are healthy and you have a wonderful right. partner and you guys don't have, you know, financial woes the way most of the world does. And But of course, of course, the, this terrible thing that happens becomes, it's just so blinding, right? Because yeah. it just hurts so bad. And I've said how Colton definitely felt that way too. Like, why is this happening to him when he's yes. a good person and did all the right Right. And like, I love what you always say, like when Martin Luther King got assassinated, it's like, it doesn't make us immune, but it's like, how am I supposed to walk through the world like that? If bad shit can happen at any minute, like I don't have any faith and I wasn't really born a religious person. I've always been spiritual, but like, how am I supposed to like continue to try to be the best person I can be when shit can hit the fan at any time? It's like, okay, well, like, why don't we all just go out and do a fucking bunch of Molly then like dance around naked and like go have orgies if there's no like order here. But know? it's an illusion to ever think that that stuff would keep bad things from happening. Like, because we still live on the planet. Right. I mean, to think that not, that being good means bad stuff won't happen is like, that was never true. It's like not thinking about the fact that you're going to die. And then you're like, wait, I'm going to die. And it's like, well, yeah, you were always going to die. You just weren't right. thinking about it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right, right, right. And I'm definitely, yeah. again, no therapist, but it almost seems like maybe it's a, a, a conversation or lessons in just control and mm. tethering that mm. to an anxiety, meaning a lot of what and obviously correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of what I'm hearing is that you were able to control these things in your life, therefore control other layers. Yeah. Therefore you were able to I thought that control I could next control. layers in your life. But the truth is, yes. right? We, we, we none we of us don't. have any control. But here's the beauty 
75 degrees and sunny. Here comes the Today Show <laughs> running up to the, um, yay, the show. Yay. But you do have the, 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 the wonderful capacity within you to control and be the best you, right? To be the very best you and the control over that and whatever that means to you as you walk through the world as a human, as a mother, as a sister, as a daughter, as a friend, as a best friend, as you. And obviously knowing like what Tasha just said, that it is an illusion. I mean, we can't control anything, but but you can control the wonderful, beautiful uniqueness that is you. And then yeah. therefore it'll strengthen you more and more and more to be able to face those things because I hate to break it to all of us. Shit's going to happen, right? Yeah. Yeah. It is going to happen. It already did. So. I mean, I hope that that's our, that I hope that's, that's all we have to deal with because it's been bad right. enough. Like I'm kind of like, yeah. okay, I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. John. <laughs> okay. Yeah, call that uh, John. Well, <laughs> I was hoping we could go back to the um, fuchsia segment and talk about how it's like the hottest <laughs> color of, was that last year? I don't know. I don't have, you know, I don't the have trends an for 2023. I, I'm just going to be that person on this episode. I don't have an answer. I think I, you know, I'm, I'm not that in tune with some of my more, I guess, advanced emotions. And mm-hmm. do I have irrational thoughts? Sure. But I don't know. I can't pinpoint like a specific irrational thought relating to anger to Amy's death. I mean, I, yeah, I, I mean, remember, I'm in denial about my anger more than my denial. Yeah. So I don't I, know if that makes sense. I don't really. I can't. I just nothing comes to does. mind. So I'm not going to fake it. You know, I just don't know what to say. Of course it does, and and you know, I will just say that I feel like opposed, uh, uh, different from me and Aziza. You have the capacity to have really rational anger mm. towards a person or sure. a situation that I totally understand why why. You know, it's like, I can't even, <laughs> I, I mean, don't know. like your mind just shuts down and you're like, it's yeah. not going to help anything anyway. So I'm, you know. Right, right. I mean, I will say on that note, yeah, I mean, she was killed by somebody, that person killed themselves. So there's this, I guess I'll just say if there was a court case, if there was something, if, if, if it was a different circumstance, mm-hmm. I can't even imagine the different relationship to anger that I yeah. would probably have, right? Oh my it's, God, it, yeah. You know, it's a really, yeah, it's a tough one. Yeah, it's almost like you were robbed of. That's yeah, a it was a robbery. It, but no, yeah, I love that you said of... that. I've said that before. Aziza, we've said that. It's a robbery. It's a yeah. robbery. I'm, it's, it's, you're, I'm so angry. It's the flip side of what I said last week about those moments that we're not even a part of in our siblings' lives that are just sad. Like Amy doesn't get to go. I remember the first time I saw the Eiffel Tower after she died, I just bawled. Because I was like, she'll never see this. She never. She didn't yeah. go to Paris before she died. The, there, the 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 flip side of that sad emotion is fucking anger. Yes, because she yeah, was related. robbed of it. Oh, yes. she wanted to go. She of course wanted to go, and 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 that and a million other things. You know, I mean, you can even hear it in my voice. It's, yeah, yeah. So you were also just... robbed of the outlet for your anger. Do you know what I mean? Like you were robbed of, like you just said, a court case or a person to be like, mm-hmm. yeah. like you were robbed of being able to have, see, which I, I think don't that necessarily it, think that's a mm-hmm. bad thing. Yeah, I don't, yeah, right. I don't necessarily think it's that's a bad thing, yeah. but uh, yeah. Well, then I guess maybe, and this wasn't going to be my question, but maybe it just will in the interest of time. 
so then where do you where do you and how do each of you express the anger right it's going to come out it's going to mortgage itself mm -hmm. out in other ways is it to your partner is it to your radical driving like how do each of you express your anger it's pretty basic but it's but i'm interested I'm curious aziz is like i throw <laughs> glass i throw these wine glasses against the wall i in mean the garage. how do i express it now Post or how does it come April out dying like, do you ever see it do you ever feel it like anger because i mean again you know I, I i don't i'm no expert but like i i imagine so that the emotion is going to filter into other conversations other relationships other you know a lot of what we're saying right is about something else blah 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 so i don't know like tasha if you, does it ever come out to aaron or does it ever come out aziza to craig or oh my god poor craig and do you and how much of it do you think it is tethered to the loss of our sibling yeah i mean it's hard for me to to connect the two because it's because i feel like well in an answer to my own question but like the most the most <clears throat> irrational anger that I felt was after he died for like a year, I felt like he was mad at me. Mm. And that that was why I was feeling so disconnected from him mm. and not any- Like you didn't just, save him properly? Yeah, like just the hospital that last 10 days was so challenging. And I, he, we had, he had just gotten to a point where there was no way that I could, I don't even know how to say it. I just couldn't, I didn't know how to support him <laughs> leaving the hospital. It felt like, you know, that he did not want to go to a, any sort of facility. He wanted to go home, but he was on a ventilator. And once he was on the ventilator, he couldn't breathe without the ventilator. So now he was going to have to get the, um, he was going to have to get a tracheostomy and he could not leave the hospital with the tracheostomy. He was going to have to go to a facility for at least two weeks. Right. There's nothing I could do to like change that. And it was during COVID. So the doctor was like, no one will be able to come and visit you. And right. he can't speak. He can't move. Like he was going to be, the doctor said, if you feel trapped inside your body right now, you're going to, it's going to feel times a hundred if you go to this like facility. So it was like, I think I, I kept being afraid that he was looking at me like I should have moved the boulder in some way, but like I didn't know how to move the boulder. Like there was just no, we were just not equipped at home for that. So anyway, and multiple things, but just feeling like he was mad at me. Um, and I think my anger a lot of times comes out in like extreme sadness just like just uh nihilistic um nothing matters there's no point um to anything <laughs> like usually that's how the anger seems to like w want to come out because being really enraged mm. um I don't know. It just doesn't, I, it, it's like, there's nowhere to point it. Although that being said, there was a time when my brother, you know, I was kneeling on the floor. This was like very close to the end. I like hat was holding a urinal. Uh, so Colton could pee. And my dad and I were having a fight. Uh, my dad was standing up and my dad was being so irrational 
and making it so much harder on Colton in that moment because my dad was under, I know I've never, haven't really talked about it too much, but just like more extreme duress than anyone, especially at his age, should ever be asked to go through, you know, because of what my brother wanted from him. But anyway, and he, <laughs> he, I don't want to, he, we said some things back and forth and then we both wide eyed, open mouth <gasps> at each other, just like screamed primal scream at each other it was one of the most like i don't know purest you yeah. know just dinosaur brain coming out of me like yeah both it was like we both had fire just like animalistic yeah, yeah. yeah. i remember that story and i just mm -hmm. like i don't know the visual is so yeah. good of you guys just being like yeah it's like out of a play honestly yeah yeah because like, yeah. yeah. we both were just under we just you know obviously both of us didn't know what to do and it was mm -hmm. it was horrible and here's colton you know paralyzed and i mean it was just fucking awful so anyway i think that's how it comes out it's either you know bawling my eyes out crying or or screaming in the car i mean i try to scream in the car um or angry sex <laughs> you know nice. that never hurts to just yeah take, when you say take it out on Aaron like you know little hate I don't, fuck I don't think he minds never hurt anyone yeah um I'm a huge fan of screaming in the car I think it's really yeah I thought great. you were gonna say you're a huge fan of, fan of hate sex hate fucking, I, yeah, I was like too. damn here we go it's a whole new podcast uh, Z <laughs> What was the question again? How it comes <laughs> out. How the anger comes out. She's like, I mute it with my drugs. It's fine. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Which is great. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know if it's coming out enough, to be honest. I think I'm just, since he died, I'm just sort of checking out. Hmm. And I have noticed that I've been doing a lot of like faking it till I make it kind of thing. Like, if I feel really pissed or something, I'll just be like, no, 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 I'm not going to do that. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take a walk with the dogs and watch something funny on YouTube. And, you know, that's not healthy either. Um, but definitely over the years and after he was diagnosed, a lot of my anger came out onto the person I love and value the most, which is my husband. Um, just being a fucking bitch, <laughs> just like, you've got the wrong lettuce, you know, like just stupid, <laughs> innocuous, like, mm -hmm. of course you got the wrong, you always get the fucking wrong lettuce. Like, can't even count on you to get the right lettuce. Um, and he's like, sorry, <laughs> you know. Um, You're like, we're making a Caesar salad, Craig. This yeah. isn't romaine, not yeah. iceberg, but like just a lot of that, just like it's fine, whatever. Never get anything right. Um, so I think there's a lot of that, like <laughs> to be just fair, lettuces are him. tricky. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they are. I think, and I'm I'm trying to be mindful of that because I have such an amazing husband who has been so patient and loving and nurturing through the whole process. And uh, it's just easy to take out anger on the people that you love, to be frustrated, just just irritable, irritable yeah. and frustrated. Like, you know, about daily mundane things or just feeling like 
I remember there was a time where we were like out doing something as a family and like the boys were arguing and like, and Craig and I just like weren't talking that much. And I was like, another day with my family being completely bored, unfulfilled, (laughs) unfulfilled by life. And Craig was like, Jesus, like, what did we do? Like, we're just like living. And I'm like, yeah, you're not fun. None of you are fun. And they're just trying to like, they're, they're all looking at like, mom, why are you in such a bad mood? And Craig's like, are you hungry? You know? Yeah. So just in fairness, while I'm on this podcast, I want to acknowledge my amazing family and my amazing husband for just catching me when I fall and being there to receive the anger and not take it on because mm-hmm. it, it's so easy to take it out on the people you love mm-hmm. and i'm it's not so going to take true. it out on my parents because right. they have enough to deal with losing their son so <clears throat> who does that fall on then my partner um i don't really take it out on the kids because they're little so it's really my partner my husband who's been such a gift and he's the best so craig if you're listening i love you so much Sorry, I'll never be a bitch again. Not true, but I keep promises you can't. <laughs> I think I think we can all agree then. Like Not our partners true. definitely get a really unique just influx of of whatever of of emotion from all these oh, feelings. We are from going to do so an episode with our much. partners. Yeah, we are. Sure. Well, did we yeah, all have a question? Yeah. No, I haven't done mine one? yet. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, which was I mean, I feel like we kind of covered it, but it was when you do feel the emotion of anger, do you have any tools that you Mm. use to try to make yourself feel better in that moment? I'll just jump in two things. Number one, getting it out verbally, literally being like, I cannot believe this is so, I know I keep saying this, but I'll be like, this is so annoying to to one point. Jared was like, I'm going to need you to stop saying the word annoying. And I'm like, well, whatever, it's synonymous with this is so fucking irritating or blah, 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 blah. Um, and then I really try to quickly go very like Justice League, John, Supreme Court, big picture. Like, okay, okay, okay. And then I, I try to like really like, mm-hmm. you know, like today, for example, I was really, this is so stupid. Yes, this is stupid. But like, as you both know, I was so mad when I was getting ready for this and the water got shut off in our building, right? It's annoying. I was so mad. I was like, ah, and I'm like, this is so annoying. But then like, my coping is to kind of then go like, okay, okay, okay. Finally, I was like, hey, 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 like this, John, like this has happened once since you moved in once. Get over it, you know? And then I like move past it. Now, I know all that is like surface level. Like we're talking about much deeper anger with respect to our loss of our siblings, but that's sort of a template of how I might try to uh, mm-hmm. click into my mm-hmm. dealing with it. Yeah, that makes sense. I was like, wow, so you're surface and completely no, like it's checked not, out. No, no, no. Because <laughs> I think, no, not you know, at all. I vocalize it. I talk about it. I think it's good to talk about it. It's good to, if you're open to hearing someone else sort of like support you um, when you're upset, like just support you, help get better perspective. So sometimes I'll reach out to somebody to kind of get better perspective because ultimately, you know, if I'm really angry about something, especially in the day-to-day, it's more about like, it's not fair. This isn't how I thought it was going to go. 
And so it's more of definitely accepting like, well, this is how it's going. So what can I do now? Like what, what, you know, what am I grateful for? What is good about the situation? What is changeable? It's very Alan on just like, you mm-hmm. know, accept the things I cannot change. Yeah. <laughs> Encourage to change the things I can and wisdom to know the difference between the two things. Um, you know, maybe this is a little bit off topic, but I was thinking about how, and I don't know if I ever told you guys this, but um, before we went to the hospital, Colton really had a stomach ache. He really, really had a stomach ache before we went to the hospital the last time. And he'd been on hospice for like two and a half years. And he had also had a UTI earlier in the week and was taking an antibiotic for that. And so there was like some stuff happening Mm. and um and then his stomach really hurt and the caregiver that was there called and was like it really really hurts he really wants you to call the the on-call hospice nurse and so I called her and she came over and I met her there and she was just convinced he needed like an enema and that he had a hard feeling in his stomach and it's an enema it's an he needs an enema that's like you know he that's poop that's in there that's and i was like i really don't he's experienced that lots of times like i don't think that's what this is she heard i was an actress and started like wanting to talk about her and her daughter doing like background work like it was just a very weird situation because my brother's like really uncomfortable really doesn't feel good she gave him an ativan which made him super tired and by that night he was like couldn't swallow water had like water coming out that had like bits of food in it and ultimately like all of a sudden was like his eyes were not focusing and you know we thought that he was dying but he he didn't have a dnr and had been so adamant about wanting to go to the hospital anyway he went to the hospital that was when he coded but he went into sepsis and we should have gone to the hospital right away. His gallbladder oh, wow. was like not working. He was in sepsis. That's why it was hard. That So I have been off and on so angry at that nurse. So uh-huh. fucking This is the nurse at home, right? Angry. Uh, but she was with the hospice company. So like the, it was a Sunday. So the nurse that was usually there during the week didn't, she didn't know Colton. She was like an on-call for the weekend hospice nurse. And I just felt like what if she was, she, it just makes me so angry that she wasn't listening, that she misdiagnosed, that we called her for help, you know. Um, doesn't um, help I, that I she's to, curious about background work in the film. And I know. TV I was world, just like, meanwhile. this feels really like this just feel when you look at I mean, anyone that looked at my brother, because when we went to the hospital, they were like, this is how he's been. at You know, he's so skinny. He's like a skeleton. Like people just couldn't believe like, here's this man that's like, he's just been at home like this. And like usually on hospice, you get kicked off hospice if you go to the hospital. You can't be in the hospital and be on hospice because hospice means, you know, you're. Mm-hmm. gonna die so if you do like a life-saving thing in the hospital it, like kicks you off of hospice and hospice wasn't gonna take him back if he had a tracheostomy that was the other thing it was like we can't be at home with no nurse to call and no nothing like we had to call nurses all the time for him anyway i know this is like a very digression i'm sorry i'm doing it while we're recording because we may not want to use any of it but just like feeling so angry and ultimately having to be like in the end like what difference does it make? He had a terminal illness. We knew something was gonna 
push it over the edge and the fact that I could blame it on a person that like mm. that person maybe push it over the edge because Aziza what you were saying about like you could be mad at cancer I could be mad at ALS that feels theoretical whereas like a person feels like it's easier to pin it on a person or a person's totally. actions yeah um so I had to find forgiveness yeah and be like she was also doing the best she could she's more medically trained than me and she made a wrong call well listen i like just in support of you i have so many of those i have mm -hmm. too many of those to count like i kept emailing his hospice i mean his hospice i kept emailing his cancer team and being like where is the trial when yeah. is he going to do the trial? Because you said after he got off chemo, it would be two weeks. And then it's been six weeks. Where's the trial? Oh, we're trying to get him in the trial. There was just so much of that. And even in hospice, there was so much of, oh, we think it's this. I think one thing that I discovered in the process of dealing with my terminally ill loved one is that a lot of guessing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Even from medical professionals they're human, they're fallible, and they're fucking guessing. Mm -hmm. And they have more information than we have, potentially. Although, I don't know, sometimes I was like, are you sure it's that? I think it's this. And they were like, oh yeah, maybe you're right. I'm like, oh my God, now I'm a doctor. Like, right. but- Wait, I want to interject really easier. quick. Was it two of you or someone that said, that's why this changed everything for me on this exact note? It's a practice, even it's a medical practice that therefore- Oh no. Yeah, is like that, that interesting? <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to it's a practice. with law, it's a right? You're practicing law. Yeah. Like, yeah. So whoever said that, thank you. It was like some podcast or some some person or some thing I saw online or some, but it really, really had that, I had that aha moment where I'm like, oh, yeah, get that second opinion. Get that. They're not gods and it's a practice. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's easy to be mad at the medical professionals though. It's, it's easy to be like, well, what if, and you know, you hear those stories all the time of like, I was this close to death, but then this random doctor gave me this yeah. second opinion and saved my life. And you're like, okay, well, but I don't know. Everything feels a little bit like trial and error in, the, yeah. in terms of illness. And, you know, I think that's <clears throat> also the sobering part of getting older is I'm like, looking at the whole world like i mean this is way too out there but politics feels like trial and error like no one's in charge like this is a fucking shit show like who right. i used to think when i was little there were people in charge and if you got sick you go to the doctor and they know how to fix it and the the president's gonna know how to fix the situation you know it's like no one knows anything everyone's funny? just fucking a mess isn't it funny to be the ages we're at now too we start to realize like oh they're we're like the same age and they're making yeah. that right. decision or this yeah like I how think are you making me, that decision for all the rest of us probably one of the best lessons that i've stumbled upon in my life as now a mid-40s person is that on some level like no one knows what the fuck they're doing and it, no there's, one knows there's what a the freedom fuck in doing. thinking that right because then it's like well yeah. Where's your confidence level then, John? Or what are your decisions you want to make? Or what is your take on the world? Or blah, 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 blah. I mean, but the, his, the you're so right. You're raised to kind of think that these other people have all the information. They have the keys to the answers to the things. They don't. They don't. They don't. Yeah. They don't. So it's not, it's also not their fault, even though you want to blame them, like Tasha right. said. Right. Because they're just doing the best they can too. In terms of blaming my brother for not going to the doctor, and I remember afterwards, I was like, maybe if we had gone, I said to Craig, maybe if we had gone to a different oncologist, even though I thought our, his oncologist was the best, but maybe if we had gone to someone different, maybe if we went to a different hospital, maybe if we mm -hmm. lived in a different city. If Steve Jobs couldn't figure out a way to save his life, like, mm -hmm. 
it's not it's not something you can just you know throw money at and be like i want the best doctor in the world right but you know right it's, it's something you, you can't fix sometimes and i think the anger right. can be about obviously that just control like you were yeah that you mm -hmm. don't have control mm -hmm. and i think right. also it covers like fear a lot of times just feeling mm -hmm. afraid that everything is so out of control yeah or that you know, if we don't, if we don't stop, if we don't get him in a trial, if we don't get a, he's going to die. Like, it's like the fear. Do you know what I mean? So you start to get angry that nobody's helping you. But I do think anger can be incredibly motivating. Mm -hmm. It can make you like, well, I'm going to do something about this. I mean, I think politically in this world, that's starting to happen. Like people are being angry, feeling angry that more is not being done. And they're like, well, we're going to start this movement or we're going to, you know, it can be a, anger can be an incredibly productive and motivating emotion yeah. of of like what you're saying john too of like nobody knowing what they're doing being like well i'm gonna try to write a show <laughs> or yeah. i'm gonna try right. like it's just like why what is there to lose like what is with my imposter syndrome about stuff like, exactly mm -hmm. why shouldn't i that's why i've always not always but i started thinking this in my 20s there's nothing more attractive than like trust and confidence and maybe at the end of the day, that's as simple as sometimes what you're looking for too when you're in those moments of despair or who do I, you just need that person that is like, I hear you, I see you, I will do my best person across from me, Prom I promise. Yeah. Whether or not they're like the best doctor in the world or the best lawyer in the world or whatever it is that you need at that moment in time during this trauma. And so it's, I guess you gotta just like look for that and it's a feeling, it's a feeling, it's a connection. I was mm. so- you hope for the best so grateful for the doctor that came in at the end with Colton and said that stuff to him about like if you feel trapped in your body now you're going to feel it times 100 you know da 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 and then I walked out with him and he <sighs> was like listen he was like when people are in this place they're desperate and he's like they can be drowning and that we say if you want to grab onto this raft we can drag you for another four miles Mm. but you're drowning, you know? Mm. And uh, he was like, I think, you know, you got to talk to him about letting go. But like just mm. having a doctor say that to mm -hmm. me, it was, even though it was so sad, it felt like such a relief. I was so yeah. grateful. Yeah. Um, you know, because you want to hold out hope as long as you can. And sometimes that hope has to be a pivot. Like, yeah. so then my hope became like, how can I make this? You, you know, the least traumatic, most, you know, just how could, I know it sounds weird. I think you said, Aziza, we were like, how can I make this the best death that's ever happened? Like you just yeah, like- the most amazing a, death yeah, ever. You just, you have a pivot and then your energy can go, go towards something more productive. But anyway, is that Zoe? She's always like, you are done. Should we- On that should note. We do, should we, on that note, should we do a little wrap up <laughs> sesh? We've covered yeah. so much and I'm obsessed with all of the expressions. I'm obsessed with you both. Let's um let's move to our celebratory let's de anger moment about our yeah let's de anger what's your d what's your d uh, what's your, your d anger uh, you guys are like is this gonna be a thing now John like de grief are we gonna de every like I listener I'm sorry you're gonna get a lot of metaphors with me you're gonna get some work some don't some are terrible some... no but our celebrate weren't we we're we're doing a yeah let's do our sign offs yeah who wants to go first. I want to say that I would have 
chosen Gabriel all over again, even if the outcome would have been the same, as angry as it makes me and devastated that he's not here. I had the best brother ever and I loved love and loved him so much and I would choose him over and over again. So thank you, Gabriel, for being the best brother ever. This is Gabriel's sister, Aziza. Same. That's what I was thinking too, <laughs> is that being his, being Colton's sister was like one of the biggest privileges of my life to date. And um, even through everything that he went through, and I'm so sorry that he went through all that and, um, you know, but what an honor to get to witness him and see his strength and bravery. And I love him so much. And I'm actually through this podcast, like starting to feel more, not like it's a sign from Colton, but just more closer to him closer he it feels more like oh that was a cute moment that just I know he's part of uh as part of the universe and it's specificness to me like maybe he's part of why it feels specific to me so um this is Colton's sister Tasha I just wanted to say thank you Amy uh unlike your brother for being way more in tune with your emotion of anger Amy <laughs> dealt with it pretty fucking well she was pretty badass. She'd be like, um, no, that sucks. Um, as more of a people pleaser myself, she was more of a, no, we're not doing that kind of person. Um, and she wore her combat boots and cheerleading jacket all at once. And I thought she was just the coolest person. So thank you for that. And thank you for letting me, um, perform all the roles in kids incorporated and not being mad about it. Even when I wanted to be Gloria <laughs> Martika. <laughs> Like toy soldiers. <laughs> so this is Amy's brother John. We'll see you on the next episode. Left, right, left. left. They, they all fall down. down. Like toy soldiers. Special thanks to Blue Ox for our theme song, Not the Same. Please subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram at, at siblinggrievery to keep up with all our new episodes. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. And remember, healing isn't linear, so be gentle with yourself. And if your sibling is still on the planet, give them a hug or a call from us. It's not the same, won't be the same again. It's not the same, won't be the same again.